0: Welcome to the Heart of an Underdog Show with Javi and Jessica, where we talk about how to adapt and overcome your biggest health challenges so you can beat the odds, turn your pain into purpose, and live in victory. And today on our show, we have Angela Talent joining us with a story you do not want to miss, so stay tuned.
1: Remember to subscribe and to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, you can download all our episodes on your favorite podcast platforms. If you want to catch our live show, you can find that every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time at www.facebook.com backslash heart of an underdog.
0: And if you want to become a sponsor of our show so we can continue bringing inspiring guests and valuable content to our amazing audience, just head over to www.javiandjessicamadrigal.com to choose the sponsorship level that works for you. We sincerely appreciate your support and your partnership on this mission to impacting lives for better lifelong health. Hey, so I want to introduce to you guys our amazing guest today. Angela has a profound belief we are all valuable no matter our capacity. She genuinely loves the world and wants to make it possible for everyone to get to have the full human experience, whatever that looks like for them. She is the mother of two and at the age of 35 was diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome, CRPS, which robbed her of the use of her hands and limits her ability to walk. At the beginning of 2021, she realized she could use her ability to listen and have meaningful conversations to show the world how uniquely beautiful every human is. She is currently using the podcast platform for her podcast called Relatively Damaged to help show through conversations that we all have some damage or some challenge and yet we are all perfect in those challenges. Welcome, Angela Tallett.
2: Welcome. Welcome. Hey, hey guys!
0: How are you doing today?
2: I'm good. I'm so glad to be here. I love your guys' personality, your intro. Like, I was just grooving <laughs> to the music. I don't know how many other I people always do, do that.
0: <laughs> I always do. He laughs so hard. I'm, I'm, I'm a giant dork. So the music comes on, and I'm always like,
1: over here. I just let her go. <laughs>
0: He's just sure. watching me. I'm like, doing it all to the beats. That's yeah, my favorite. I love it. Yeah. So... I would love to start out with, oh, hey, we have some comments coming. Happy Saturday to you all. Thank you, Monica. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Monica.
0: Hey, so I want to begin with, tell us about who Angela is, because our audience has no idea who you are, and you're such an amazing human. I just love you. And so I want them to know all about what you do and your, maybe your family, where you're from. What can you tell us?
2: Yeah. So I'm from Sacramento, California. I've got two teenagers, 16 and 18. So uh, talk about learning who you are. I think children will always, I, I, I guess the people around us teach us who who we are, but children, man, they can push those buttons and no, like no tomorrow. Yep. And I have, uh, so I have complex regional pain syndrome, like you were saying. So it's a neurological disorder where mm-hmm um it's it's a pain disorder i'm sure we'll get get more into that i have a yeah. podcast called relatively damaged where the idea is to show how similar we are you know there in this world it's so easy to focus on the differences you know you've got this group and that group and then by identifying with one group or another now all of a sudden i have to take on all this identity of this group and i'm no longer part of that group and i think the reality of it is we're all part of the human race so how do we start to see oh maybe we do have some similarities maybe we can talk about things that are hard and still love each other things like yeah. that you know
0: and absolutely
2: okay. yeah our, we and we all struggle every single person you know when i started the podcast i decided i wasn't going to turn anyone down and I'm glad I didn't. Cause there was one gal who came in and she said she had over excitability. I was like, what in the, world? how is that a struggle? Wow. That sounds fantastic to me, right? Like if only <laughs> I could be yeah, excited right. <laughs> and, um, because I had the opposite problem. And, well, I didn't realize it till later. I had the opposite problem of like stuffing down, like shutting down those feelings. Mm, right. Um, and it turned into like, I totally by the t- end of the conversation could understand why overexcitability could be a challenge because other people are like, they don't understand, you know, right. we don't always understand everyone else. it And yeah, so, I mean, that's, I'm, yeah, I'm this human that just loves to love and I want to see the world be better. And I'm, I'm just trying to be real and authentic about, about that. And, um, and about myself to myself right
1: well i i I just love the approach uh that you just brought up to your podcast because many of us we don't take time right to understand one another Mm -hmm. and we let these uh misconceptions misunderstandings whatever personality Mm -hmm. things get in the way of really getting to know one another and we make we make judgment calls. Let's be honest. We all make yeah. judgment calls with people. And and if we can just take the time to get to know one another, I think we can put down all those walls and really love one another th- with un love one another mm-hmm. and understand one another in our each individual spaces because we all struggle with certain things. We all do.
0: Well, and I love what you said about um. You know, you you, you bringing on people with all of these different um, challenges, and then just getting to know them as human beings. Because so many people, like even on here on our podcast, we bring on people who want to talk about their big, their biggest health challenge or their this big challenge that they've overcome in their life um, through a health battle. And so it's like, well, hey, let's focus on your health battle, right? And then of course, then we're going into you know how do, how are you helping people or or how, what have you learned from that and this big, incredibly inspiring story, but. I love your approach on, Hey, you have this big thing that you're, that you have to overcome, but I want you to feel heard and understood and loved past that. And I love yeah. that your whole approach is just, I want to see you, not your yeah. disease. I want to see you, not your disorder, not your challenge. Right. And even though, um, it's a great thing to see someone's, um, victory in their challenge that, you know, God's testimony, right. In that, I love the fact that you're seeing them as a human being pushing that aside and saying, but who are you? Because that's really ultimately what we're doing here is pulling out that underdog and people and saying, but who do you want to be on the other side of this thing? Because this really shouldn't um define you. Right. Yeah. And I so I love your approach. It's sort of like a, a sister approach to what we're doing here. So it's like I I'm I just love it. I love it. It is.
2: It is. Can 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 we dig into judgment real quick? Oh, yeah. Let's oh, yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm actually speaking in church this weekend about judgment and the light of Christ. So I have had this internal argument all week long. What is the light of Christ? If love is love, then does, um, you know, like why, how, how come it's determined? How come I determine that someone else needs it needs to change instead of be who they are? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, who talk about digging deep. And, uh, so I, I, uh, didn't, or I walked myself through an example of, of what happened when I became disabled. So this will, actually, it all ties in a little bit. Um, when I became disabled, I believe that everyone was judging me for my hands not working right, you know, or they're deformed. Like this one's this way, and you know, I've got funky <laughs> stuff going on on my hand. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wise n- now. No, <laughs> just because I've I'm, I'm wise. <laughs> I'm um, wise now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm I'm thinking, you know, everyone should stop judging me for my hands. And, and my, because I can't walk far. So I'm literally walking around like this, you know, with this idea that everyone should stop judging me. So you can't see my face really right now. Right. Cause my hand yeah. is here and, right. and that's that judgment right there. Everyone should stop judging me because my hands yeah. don't work and I can't walk very far. So I walked myself through it and I thought, well, is that true? Should everyone stop judging me? Of course, I think that's true, right? Well, the reality of it is people are going to judge. And so should they stop? Well, I can't make them stop judging me, right? Right. That's going to happen. That is just how it is. Well, would I be happier if, if they stopped judging me? Do I know I'd be happier? I don't really know if I would be happier if they stopped judging me. You know, I think in my mind, if only my hands worked, the way i want them to and if only i could walk as far as i want to then they would love me right mm. well i don't think that's true either like I, how do i know but i'm walking around judging them so so at the end of the day if i sit back and really think about it who's doing the judging i am yeah
1: yes
0: right because you're projecting I, these assumptions onto them that you don't even know if they're judging you who knows I,
2: I have no clue. I, I should stop judging because my hands don't work and my feet don't, I don't walk as far, you know, maybe that's what I need to be looking at is what, what I'm doing. Because if I can, you know, for, from, from the first thought, it's like I, that idea that all these other people were making these judgments and, Basically, anytime I looked at them or if somebody didn't come up and say hi to me or somebody didn't talk to me or maybe I'm not asked to do anything at church, I'm deciding that the reason for that is not because it's God's timing, but because they're judging me. And I I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to be nice. Like, we don't want to ask too much of Angela because, you know, she's got
0: this challenge. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Well, and I I love what you're saying about that. The people who are afraid of judgment sometimes are actually judging the most because they're projecting judgment onto people that isn't even happening. So they're making everything about that. So you enter every interaction, every interpersonal interaction with the prejudgment already in place that these people are thinking something they probably aren't or may not be thinking based on something that you've placed, you've placed on yourself that you you think people see um, or that they do see, instead of taking that opportunity, like you said, I can't change it. Maybe people are judging me all the time. I don't know, right? Maybe they're staring, whatever. But instead of taking something outside of our control and turning it into something we can control for the better and saying, well, maybe I take this opportunity when this does happen to turn it into a conversation that is a productive Mm -hmm. conversation or turn it into something that is glorifying for God. You know what I mean, and like yeah. take the opportunity and turn it around instead of taking an opportunity or, or taking a, a situation where I'm projecting something and turning it for negative every time. Yeah. So I love yeah. this. Yeah. And I just love that the light.
2: Well, and coming from the light of Christ, because if the if if the light of Christ is is from God, then mm-hmm. then the light of Christ is love, and if the light of Christ is in every single human being, then. I need, that would be my job to look for that and to judge from that. So that would be judging from love. And if I'm saying you, 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 or you should, you know, this shouldn't happen. Oh my gosh. Am I really coming from, from love? I don't, I don't think so.
0: No, instead of understanding where they actually are coming from and questioning, like finding that out, I think curiosity um, before
1: judgment. A lot of times way I, way I'm seeing this and way I look at this, a lot of times, we, I feel that way, too, I've, I've felt that way before. um, With people knowing what kind of condition I've had, I have, and people, um, I felt people were not only judging me, but treating me with uh, kid gloves, and, and like I was going to break. And that really frustrated me especially from the beginning. But a lot of times we allow our, we allow these negative thoughts, these judgments that we are actually um, putting upon ourselves. We are judging ourselves. We are saying those things. Nobody in the room is probably saying those things, but we are saying those things loud and clear. And we aren't letting God's light to lead. And once we do, I mean I've I've met people many many people with many uh, di- different types of disabilities that their personality and their love and passion for life and for God leads
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you immediately within seconds yeah you don't see the disability or the ailment or whatever they may be suffering from, you don't see any of that. What you see is the love and passion of Christ first. And you fall in love with that. And you can't look past that. No one can deny that. No one. It's, it's, it's addictive. It's, it, it's addicting. Yeah. And they, and then yeah. they, then they're involved in they their, they're invested in, into you and they're involved in the conversation involved with what you're saying and if we focus on that, if we focus with leading with Christ rather than leading with judgment, mm-hmm. leading with judgment that we've put on ourselves, I th- I think we we then open the door and give permission
2: mm-hmm.
1: for people to see who we are, yeah, right? As individuals, which we, is what we're, we're trying to really do. Oftentimes, we <laughs> are the ones standing and holding up the barrier between us and everybody else.
0: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. right. If, if, I mean, well, that's our understanding of what you're saying. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> okay.
0: But I think, so, I, I
2: mean, I want to simplify it even just for those people who might be watching that are thinking, oh, the light of Christ, blah, blah, blah. We are simply talking love. Yeah. The belief is God is love. And, and therefore, if I can see into that core of love and that, and to me, that's the light of Christ and God and, and whatever, per presence, whatever you want to call it, source, then I can, that, that allows me to see who you are. I mean, think about it. If somebody's drinking or doing drugs and I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. And let me show you in the scriptures where that's not okay. Is that coming from love? Or is that coming from? I don't love you unless you change, and apparently God doesn't love you either if you don't change. And that is not not, not true. true. Yeah. Right.
0: Instead of like I said, curiosity before judgment, asking questions. Well, why yeah. is this happening? How can I help you? What can we do to help you get where you want to be? You know, something that um, and and you would you would agree with this? I I assume because you're now helping people. <laughs> because once you start helping people, you start asking a lot more questions and realizing that you really get nowhere with teaching before you ask questions. So right. you you have to be able to understand the human being before you can help them. You can't just be like, I know what something says. And what you should do is, you know, you can't, that's that's judgment right out the gate. I mean, you're 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 literally placing judgment instead of helping if you're not asking questions first. And so I, I love I love that that this conversation is what you brought up for sure. Yeah. It's so true. So I want to know um I would love to share with our audience kind of, so it's like you were diagnosed at age 35 with, yeah. um, with your diagnosis, but what happened up until that? I mean, what's, what's the li- life like before this for Angela? Like, you know, did you see it coming? Was it just out of nowhere? Did you have like red flags? Like what was it that led up to your diagnosis?
2: Okay. Right. Like normal, 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 two seconds, not normal <laughs> or not even okay. two seconds, a moment. You know, I was, uh, single mom raising two kids at the time, what, six and eight were having fun. I mean, you know, no problem. I'm, I literally was at work typing. There was a sharp pain, just a moment. And I even, it was, it was super painful. I yelped (laughs) and, and then that was, that was it. It was, it was, I was changed after that. And I, we still, to this day, we don't, there's no. There was something happened. We don't know what happened. Luckily, you know, I I went across the hallway and I was working in pediatrics. So one of the clinicians did like a little neurological thing, test. Like he ran his finger up my arm or something. He's like, "Oh, that's," and I was like, "Gosh, that really felt electrical." And he's like, "Okay, something neurological happened." Uh, So I think because I had that knowledge, we figured out what it was earlier than if we had not, because even then we, we were still, I think everyone was really hoping it's carpal tunnel or something that's quote unquote fixable. And it was just my left hand at that point in time. And then I, I, I worked, um, I don't know if it was a week or two weeks, I'm working one handed. With my right hand, and I'm the top person, you know, taking these calls. You know, I was taking calls in a in a medical facility, and my hand, that my right hand starts going. So then we hope it's overuse, right? It's not overuse. It was, yeah. Um, you know, or maybe that triggered it. I'm not sure, but the so within a couple of months, they they let me go. I think it was right at the two month mark. They said, "We're sorry." you can't perform your job duties. Therefore we've got to let you go. And I think oh. it was in that moment. I never, I felt so much shame. I was crying, you know, I'm in this meeting and I'm just in tears. I, I didn't know that that's what would happen. And here I was working in a medical facility where we help people that mm-hmm. have disabilities and challenges. And here I was feeling like, well, I can't perform, so I'm no longer valuable. And and then what's my purpose? Like I had no, I, I felt like I had no purpose at that point. I, it was it was really devastating and very depressing, you know.
1: Yeah, um, I could imagine.
2: Yeah. So I wanna say it was like within a year, my my right hand, I couldn't drive because I the grip strength. I mean, I can't close that hand all the way. This is it. I mm-hmm. can see you. I've got my own personal telescope. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was awesome. But, but um, again, like then value, who am I? What's my purpose? And, you know, I think we had talked briefly with a while ago about purpose and I had gotten to interview a gentleman by the name of Mike Ayamali. and He is so amazing. You know, he's one of those people. He accidentally came out to the world that he was gay. I'm not sure if you heard the dog in the background. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. (laughs) I love, I love dogs. Anyhow. So one of the things he was talking about, and, and I thought this was so true is, you know, he says, but here's the thing. If you can achieve it, that means you can also fail it. And that doesn't make any sense. How can you fail your purpose? And furthermore, if you can achieve it, that implies you didn't have it at a certain point. So did you just not have a purpose as a baby? That doesn't make sense either. And right. it's so true. So so what is purpose? Is it enough that I I'm laying on the couch and someone else needs to come and help me? Maybe it is. Maybe my purpose in that moment when I'm at my worst is and I don't know this, right? I'm just laying on the couch maybe it's because that other person really needed to give and i needed to receive i don't know god's plan
0: yeah yeah i love that i love that because sometimes you know things that we talk about a lot there will be situations where you know you're always trying to find like well what was what's this situation for me (laughs) right And it's like that's just natural humanity. Like we're we're like, okay, well, what are we getting out of this? Or not what am I getting out of it, but like what what's the purpose of this for our life or whatever? Like you're kind of thinking about that. And sometimes we have to stop and look at each other and go, hold on. Maybe the reason why we're not finding the purpose in this is because it's not for us. It's for whoever it is that it's around. Like maybe it isn't for us. Maybe we are for, we're in it for someone else. Maybe God's aligning us with people that you know we're helping or He's helping uh through us or whatever and it's not about us. And, and it's, it's so humbling when you start really going after your purpose or going after God's purpose for you. Um, that it, it, and it's actually relieving that it isn't all about you because it's like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Thank God. Now I can just be, you know, I can have an impact and I don't have to always wonder how it's about me. You know, uh, I like that because do we always like focusing on ourselves, right? Even though we do it, we don't like to admit it. And we don't like that. We don't like to focus on it. Um, but I, I love that, um, that you brought that up, that whole Maybe the purpose is I'm supposed to receive so that they can give in this moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So I was, (laughs) you're making me laugh because I was doing, I was uh, a, there's a challenge this morning that I was a part of and it was talking about basically exactly what you were just saying, you know, um, about thinking about ourselves and things like that. And I'm like, I don't do that. I don't care if people, you know, love or judge me is this is going through my head. Right. And then I pick up a, I'm, I'm reading my book and, I'm like, oh, shoot, darn it. I do want that love and approval. (laughs) And in that moment, I was like, oh, gosh, well, do I have to have it? I, I don't know. Maybe it's enough if I just love and approve of myself. And maybe it's when I'm not loving and approving of myself that I can't be authentic. I can't be real. I can't be like, yeah, I didn't know I could flex my butt muscle. You know what I'm saying? And then- <laughs> Perfect example, Angela. Perfect. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I had a boyfriend a long time ago that's like, you know, you might want to flex your butt. It was probably jiggling a lot or something. You know, I was thin. I don't know what the problem was. I And I'm like, really, I had, I really had to focus and be like, how do I flex that muscle, you know, but, and for them, it was totally totally normal, but I mean, we do this to ourselves, you know, like even when I was at a point where, I I mean, I, I was in a wheelchair a lot, a lot, right. And we go to the park. And at the park, I'm like, oh, these people are gonna think I'm weird. I've told, in and in my head, of course, I'm thinking I look fine walking. You know, like I'm not, uh, 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 even though I'm really, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> like it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. painful. <laughs> like they're just gonna be like, oh, you know, what is she doing with a wheelchair following her? And then I realized, as I walked by a couple of them, they're like, go, go, you, right on. And I'm like, oh, no, oh. I was doing that in my head. <laughs>
0: yeah yes yeah right well when we don't feel like we're enough for what we would expect we think everybody else thinks we're not enough for what they expect and that's just not true we really often don't think about how much we don't think about other people and how much that means they probably don't think about us we're all busy thinking about ourselves (laughs) like (laughs) nobody's there at the park thinking you know i wonder if there's going to come along someone i could judge you know like (laughs) this no one's thinking that Maybe no the reality,
2: up. the reality of is we're judging them on how they think they're judging of us. It's like the, I yeah. think I am who I think you think I am, not who I really yes.
0: am. Like, right. oh. So and then I'm, you were talking about yeah. purpose. And I just, you know, we talk about this a lot is we really, really wrap our purpose up in a lot of things that don't, that where our purpose doesn't lie. Like, you know, what we do for a living or, you know, who we are as a partner or who we are as a parent or who we are as a christian or who we are whatever. And um instead of in Christ, God says who we are. God is who I who's who directs our identity. He's the one that defines who we are. And so the reason why I say that is I know that not everybody identifies that way and that's fine. But the idea here is is that stop making your purpose about all of these limited temporary things and more about what is your purpose here to impact that the the world around you, it could be, like you said, in the moment, just to be la- allowing someone to give when they need to give and so that you can receive, or it could be a much larger purpose overall, the big picture, you know, of your life. But it's not normally when you're looking for a purpose so tangible. It's not like, oh, my purpose is to be a doctor. You know, well, it's isn't more that about interesting? the bigger purpose, purpose around that.
2: Yeah. So, so my point there, and actually someone posed this question. um, It is how we talk about purpose or life purpose, ableist. And, and do we make the assumption that in order to have a purpose, you have to achieve something or do something that makes a difference? It, how come it can't just be being, how come it can't be
0: loving Yeah. My purpose is to love, which impacts more than anything.
2: Well, right. And if I go, okay, my purpose is to love and I direct all the other choices are based on that love. Then if I touch one life or many lives, it doesn't matter because my purpose is love or my purpose is peace.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that better. Well, it just makes it more human and less limited. I mean, I think that when yeah. we're looking people are looking for purpose, I want to bring this comment up here. Monica says, that's the kind, that's kind of where I'm looking at right now, My my purpose in life and where I've been kind of stuck for a while. I just pray every day for God's direction and guidance to my life and protection. So Monica, what we're talking about here is, you know, finding your overall purpose is who you are and how that impacts people around you. It's not about what necessarily you're doing or what you're able to do or what you're good at or not good at is your presence.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could simply yeah. be the loving person you are. It could be that you, how you love your family mm-hmm. and because how you love your family and how you love your kids. And that's, that's something that is never changing with you. It, it just, doesn't change. It's, it, it outshines everything mm-hmm. going on in someone's life. Okay. So they could always count on, for example, your love. And if your love is your purpose, mm-hmm. then that purpose, God knows what that purpose can mean to someone
0: yep. and he'll use later
1: it. in life. So when your children or your grandchildren grow up and they remember how loving you are, And the example that you set through love, love cuts through anything. And when they are up against the ops, an obstacle or adversity in their life, how, how the love that you set years ago, and the example that you set years ago, how it could help them to overcome just simply by love, not something extraordinary not some wise words necessarily, just by your actions of who you are day by day.
0: Yeah, and Angela, you know, with your podcast, um, I want can you talk more about um what you have found through interviewing people, through this new purpose that you've taken on of in, like impacting these people's lives, through love, through seeing them, through making them un, hel- helping them feel under them known, you know, like to you and to the world? Can you talk a little bit about what you have found through that experience for yourself, but also how that's, what you, what your impact has done for them?
2: Well, I'm not sure what it's done for them. I I think it's, it's helped them. And I definitely know that when, when I get to interview someone and, and we're done with the, with the recording that, that they feel heard, seen and heard. And that is, that's really important to me. Um, for me that's a great question. It's, it's taught me. I mean, I've seen so many different people, people I would have probably judged before as like, Oh, you know, like, I don't know. Um, well, they have a little bit too much weight or they have this or, you, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I'm just calling yeah. it how I yep. see it right now. Right. I judge. I, pff- hands down, I know I did it. (laughs) I probably still do it. I know I still do it. (laughs) Uh, I can catch myself earlier though. So I think what, what I've learned is that now when I look at people, I don't see them. I see an extension of me. And I think to myself, that person's me. And if I'm thinking this about them, then it's also being thought about me, not from their perspective, from me. Because if we're all part of this human experience and we're all love, then how could I even think that about someone else? You know? And and so it shifts my perspective to what's happening inside. And I don't know really how to explain it other than that. Like now. Yes, you are you and you're an extension of me and how I perceive you is what happens inside of me. I think it was mm-hmm. Thomas Hubel who says, I experience you inside of me and I experience, you experience me inside of you. So it's that, right. you know, so if I'm not loving of me, then how can I even be loving
0: of you? Yes. Yep. All right. Yes, exactly. Well, cause, and, and you're actually, I think what you're talking about is, um, kind of explained to in that quote, um, perception is reality. Our experience with someone and who we think they are is our perception of that. Cause yeah. we can never truly know from their perspective who they are, or from even someone else's perspective, our experience. Have you ever seen the, you know, or experienced those situations where one person will be like, well, that person was an absolute horrible person. And then your experience was completely opposite with them. Um, doesn't make that person that thing it doesn't create their reality and their identity it's an experience it's an interpersonal interaction it's a relationship thing it's that's the tangible piece not their identity being the tangible definition of whatever your experience was so um to kind of simplify that um the person is who they are but your experience with them doesn't determine that that's just your experience with them so when you're talking about you bring all your own baggage into that experience so judgment Is like all of that. So everything I've ever that I'm dragging behind me comes into me shaking your hand. Mm. So that determines my perception of whatever is about to happen. My baggage, not yours. Right. Yeah. So then have you ever noticed that if you if you meet with someone and they're very happy and excited and everything, your baggage starts to fall off. They're like, Hey, and I'm accepting of you and I'm loving, Hey, it's going to be a great day. And so, you know, and they're driving the conversation in a way that's just sort of like relieving you of having to bring anything to the conversation and you feel relieved and you're like, Oh, I can just experience this person. And then all of a sudden you get to experience the part of you. That's like that person that is joyful. That is cheerful. If that person was like Eeyore. A whole different interaction happens, and it could just be that day that that's how they were. They had something traumatic happen, and they're trying to not think about it while they're talking to you. And all of a sudden, that pulls out of you. Now, now you feel like you've got to drive the conversation, and you've got to lift it up. And now you're bringing your per, your perception of old tapes of like cynicism and jadedness, and it really depends on the conversation. So our judgment is so is so um, like falsified sometimes. It's so yeah. faulted because it's, it could be really uh hit or miss. And none of that, none of that defines who we actually are as people, who we truly are. So I've never had this d- deep of a conversation about judgment. And I'm fully loving that, that this is what God's doing today, because this isn't even what we talked about before the show about talking about. <laughs> so I'm loving this. No, yeah. and that's, this, this is what happens because this is, we just are here for whatever needs to be talked about. And I think today that you brought this up. It's fantastic.
1: No, I, I actually you you're right because this is nailing me in so many ways.
0: Totally. <laughs> the things
1: the things that I've uh I'm telling myself here. I'm judging myself when I go to meet new people and things things of that sort. I I you know, I I I can't even think of a time. I mean, Put aside all the, my struggles as an adult. I, you know, I go back to my childhood, thinking the same thing, doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and my judgment of myself in a particular situation, it, it doesn't allow. Again, it doesn't allow me to get to know someone else. It brings a, i I'm thinking this person, this person automatically. Doesn't understand me. Doesn't like me. They they see me as this. They see me as that. And meanwhile, they're a, like, "What's for lunch?" Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and and you know, I've 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 walking I've walked away from conversations from people that I've met mm-hmm. that I'm like, just raking myself over the coals. Mm-hmm. Why did I say that? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? And then I hear back you know, feedback about that same interaction and they thought completely opposite. I just they didn't love even you. see, they didn't yeah. even see what I saw in myself. And when you were talking about baggage, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I bring all kinds of baggage. You know, um, we, uh, we're actually going to a new church now that we absolutely love. And it's close to us and everything we're, you know, um, because of COVID we, we we didn't really get to find a home church since we moved because we we moved and we were commuting to the church we were going to which was a long ways and but we were still trying to find that local church close by and uh but but because of covid everything shut down and we were like okay hunker down and then recently we were like okay we need to get out and we found this church getting to know um new people. And to be honest, you know, that's what stands out about myself. I, I, you know, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, we're getting to know new people. And are those same voices, that same baggage that I'm carrying around into these new relationships, possible new relationships, interactions, am I allowing that to get ahead of that conversation? Right. And I
0: think I, that this conversation is actually, I'm just, I'm feeling very strongly about that. This is the root of what you're doing. You're here to, and I don't know if this is something that you already know, or I'm I'm assuming, but from my perspective, I'm really seeing clearly that your whole purpose is to, re- is to redefine judgment, is to discuss it and to relieve people of it, of the bondage of it. Yeah.
2: When it you were talking is, in the beginning. It yeah. just ties us up.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: It, it's, yeah, it's so multifaceted. I, I never, never really thought about it this deeply. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I appreciate you for coming on and, and doing this because I know that if it's hitting us this hard, um, it's hitting everybody this hard. We all struggle with this. And so you, I I would tend to believe you probably don't even realize the depth of your purpose in this because it's really a conversation that most people aren't having. And they're definitely not having it with this perspective. And so when we think about things like what you have to had to go through with your diagnosis, you know, and you're like, I have no idea why it happened. Well, now you do.
2: Right. I mean, I even wrote I wrote a poem and I realized in the in the poem, there's even the judgment. Right. Which is really interesting. I can share it. Is it okay if I share it? So it's actually. Absolutely the first poem I wrote after like 20 years and I used to write poetry all the time. Uh, Okay. Who knew that day? I felt that pain. I would not heal again. My hands don't work yet. I'm still love. I'm not buried in the dirt. How come in society's eyes, it seems they'd rather have me die to live. I must embody what they think of my disabled body, no value A burden systemized insignificant freight. Important my soul is not. What good does it do me to be non-operable? It's not true, I say. My value is real. I still have capacity to do. I might be wrapped in bandages, and yet I'm only relatively damaged.
0: Mm. I love this so much.
2: (laughs) I mean, just even looking at it, the judgment I make society's eyes, maybe that's my eyes. I mean, I think it also is society's eyes, but this is literally how I felt. I saw right. myself, no value, a burden, systemized and insignificant freight. I mean, when I look at freight, I mean, I feel like I thought everybody's got to carry me. And because I have no value then, or, it, and I right. felt like shamed that I, I mean, you know, you can't work anymore. You have no value. I'm sure there were things I could have done. They just didn't want to pay me (laughs) to help with those things. (laughs) You know, I could have those insights. Maybe, maybe it would have been helpful for that company to have somebody walking around and yeah. Well, maybe not walking, wheeling because limited now I'm limited in my legs, but you know, to, to say, Hmm, maybe we could do better here. Yeah. Maybe this might work better. I mean, think of people with disabilities and the amount of how many of them. I mean, I have an old coach. He had polio when he was little. He engineered special things to help him. He he became an engineer. Yeah. And then was that really shared with everyone else? I mean, think of the creativity that people have to come up with when they're struggling through things like that. Yep. Amazing, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it really births things that will not could could not be birthed otherwise. I mean, look at all the people that have been heard by you and seen would never have been by you if you hadn't have been in this position. You wouldn't have been doing this. Yeah. You know, so it really shifted your life in the direction of what I believe it was you, what you were supposed to be doing. And uh, in in you know, look, we've talked about how we have to go through what we've been through, and I would go through it again because it means that I'm able to impact people around me in a way that I've been used by God to help people. And you can't replace that. So then, you know, it's, so this, this idea that if those of you listening, those of you watching in the audience, if you're going through something, what can be the purpose through that? Ask God, ask yourself, what can, what could possibly happen through this, that I could turn this around to teach me something to, you know, what could I do dig in? dig deep and say, what is this turning me, who is this turning me into, uh, in a good way? You know, how am I growing? And so these, these stories that we bring on our show, um, including you, Angela, for sure, uh, you know, these, these stories of people overcoming this adversity and realizing the fruit of it on the other side, the fruit of the labor of going through it and the the gem that comes out of the fire. Yeah. You know, it's, it's incredible.
2: Yeah. And just uh, even a question, just what if, this is the way to yep. get there you know just yes like somebody who who becomes an alcoholic and they're drinking or they're doing drugs whether it's a parent or a child how do i know that's not for their higher purpose that that they're going to learn and grow from that i'm mm-hmm. pretty certain yep. they will learn and grow from that and i don't i don't get to play god i can love right. them and i can set boundaries about what i want in my in my environment I can't make them, and they're certainly not going to come to me when they're ready. If I'm, you know, telling them you you need to do this and you need to do that, or you should or you shouldn't, and blah blah blah. Correct. You
0: know? No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah, I love true.
2: it. This is such
1: it, a great conversation. You know, there's something that you had said after you read your poem. You said, "Well, maybe that's how you your vision, how you see yourself, right?" But then you said there is that element of how they see me acknowledging there is that.
0: Yeah, it's okay? true. Sure.
1: And it, it just got me really thinking about, well, yeah, but this thing about judgment that the baggage that we, we, um all carry around how we see ourselves, how those individuals, how they see me is based on the baggage that they are carrying. The things that they are saying and the shortcomings that they have and the judgment that they are putting on themselves maybe then giving their own perception of me i can't do anything about that the only thing i can do is control what how i judge myself how i see myself mm-hmm. if i want to see myself as a better person a more capable person a loving person a, p- a passionate person a caring person a person of God, then I need to put aside all baggage that stands in the way of that. Yeah, And I'll, so the things I carry forward is that and not, and again, I can't do anything about everybody else. And I always go back to this because it's so prevalent in our society, especially today that causes so much division. That because because I believe racism, I'll bring up racism in this, because I, I, I don't get political on the show, but racism is what we all have to deal with. Okay. But it's a tool of the enemy to divide, obviously. Yeah. But oftentimes racism is alive because oftentimes we keep it alive. If I take, if someone does something to me, says something to me, does something to me, based on racism, and I take that on, and I allow that to live in my heart, and I get bitter, I get angry, and I uh, allow that to fester, and I don't give that to God, if I don't release that, then that is part of my back. Va- I, I now carry that. That is now my baggage. That I bring her along with me everywhere now i'm seeing I'm interacting with other people. the next interaction I have. I put that that incident and that what was said to me ahead of that conversation ahead of that interaction, mm-hmm. then that just continues the abuse if if we all would just look in in ourselves and how we can heal within if we're talking about that what are those things that are that are causing division in our life what are those things that are standing in our way how could we get rid of that baggage if we could all just be responsible for ourselves maybe we could all see each other for who we are. We
0: were talking about abuse, really. I mean, really any abuse. It's abuse, right? So any abuse that you've experienced, whether it's traumatic from a child, whether it is, you know, something that someone said to you yesterday, it could be racism, it could be whatever. Uh, it's abuse. And we carry that. And when we don't heal ourselves and we don't give it to God and we don't walk it out, we don't process that correctly and healthily, then we do project that into... <laughs> Your dogs are so cute.
1: The dogs well, want to be on the show.
0: They well, They the do. Show. They really do, you know? Yeah. But we project that into into the next conversation. I mean, does
1: does that make sense? What I'm talking, I know it's kind of off subject, but it it really is the the same right. when we are talking about the things that we allow in our. We lives. just
0: pull it into the next interaction, you know. Right. So what I would, okay, so let's just use your
2: your racist thing that happened as an example, and that that moment is over, and and I'm not gonna worry about whether or not they did it from that perspective let's just make that assumption and you said something interesting hobby about then i carry that into my next the next thing and i'm thinking once the incident happened you also thought about it many times so then i and this is the question i hate when i'm investigating my own thoughts but then who's being racist and who's who's creating that racism over and over and over in their mind. Well, if it was my experience, it would be, that's, that's me. So then not only do I create it in my mind, but then if that's how I see the world, then I actually start perpetuating and looking for it.
0: Right. And And that's what we're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, Oh, it's, it's so painful because for me to realize it was me too, that I'm also, being part of that process is extremely painful because yeah i don't i don't want to admit it i'm a right. i'm a righteous god-loving woman i'm you know hey. like it's you know right.
0: <laughs> well and and like i said so if you look at it from the abuse standpoint from any abuse one of the things i had to learn when, when it talks about judgment uh when you're talking about judgment i had to learn after being you know going through all of my my trauma as a kid and all of this stuff like i had to learn that if I was going to perpetuate the abuse on myself, that these people weren't even ab- be abusing me anymore. Like I'm the one carrying on their legacy of abuse. So anytime anybody's doing any anything around you that is abusive or, or offensive or hurtful, by continuing that thought process and carrying it into the next conversation, you're the one now abusing, but you're abusing yourself, which then could turn into abusing others because hurt people hurt people, right? So that's the attack. That's the enemy's device, right? But so th- where we stop that, is realizing that this is just abuse and it's hurtful and it's evil and I need to stop it with me. I need yeah. to take that experience and let it go and well, say, and I, I'm going to stop that here.
2: Right. And I'm not hearing you say, stay in that situation. You know, I if right, if, no. if, if it doesn't <laughs> feel like love, chances are it's not love and, and people get confused and they get lost and they, they do things and I don't get to fix that either. Right. Right. Because I because if love is love, then it can't be conditional on someone changing. And if I'm thinking I need to change someone, then I then it's probably time to walk away. Because I don't that's that's God's right. job, not mine. Right. Right. And Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I love so I wanna ask you one last question. Cause and this is I man, I could have this conversation with you for the next three hours. Like this know, is right? so it's so enlightening. And so just, it feels so good because it is something that we all struggle with, but kind of, it's so under the radar. I mean, it's so under the radar. Like we're like, oh, I, yeah, I don't want to face myself. I don't, I do that. And it, but keep in mind, if you're watching or listening, we all do these things. Like if you're thinking I do that and I don't want to admit it, everybody does. This is the thing we all have to look at, look at, right? So I would say just real, this all ties into being relatively damaged. That's why I love this conversation, because these are the things that you really dig into and you dig into the uncomfortable stuff. So we had a really uncomfortable conversation today, and I'm glad for it because that's what oh. we're here for. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was great. So I want to ask you one last question. So did like in 60 seconds, can you give me like if somebody is really struggling with um, what they're going through right now, they're, they they have a new diagnosis, or they have a chronic illness, and they're just really struggling with a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. What would be from your perspective, from what you have found through your journey and through overcoming your own adversity, but then also helping people through theirs? What would you say would be some of the, the, the number one thing they could do today to really start healing up here, but also, you know, in their heart about who they are and what their purpose is?
2: I really would say heart breathing <laughs> so because that brings the heart and the brain into alignment so the heart ha- there's more information that goes from your heart to your brain than the other way around and and when you do heart breathing it's just longer and slower breaths in and out and then I you know you could put your hand here uh, or not, but really focus on that heart space. And imagine taking those breaths in through your heart and out of your heart, like waves in an ocean. Mm. And you will start to feel that peace and trust the process. God knows what's going on. I don't have a clue. Right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. How I love that. To put it.
0: Well, breathing is more powerful than most people give it credit for. Honestly, um, it, it, it spiritually and physically yeah. it is huge. So
1: I appreciate well, that. Well, yeah. I mean, you're allowing more oxygen into the bloodstream yeah. then therefore, then getting that to the brain, therefore then opening your, up the chemicals in your brain, yeah. you know, uh-huh. are more in balance, brings more good mood, believe it or not, just simply breathing yeah. can change your mood. hundred
0: percent. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Well, listen. Angela, I love you, man. This is like I <laughs> I, love I, I love what do. you're doing for humankind. I love what you're doing in your own life for you and your family. I I love that this is what you've done with your adversity. That you've taken on this this new direction and really run with something big. And I just think keep doing what you're doing. I think keep saying what you're saying. This is something that everybody needs to hear. This is definitely um, but you're led. I think what you're called to do. I mean, I, I I'm. I'm deeply connected with what you said today. So thank
1: you for absolutely. sharing. Absolutely. Um, what's the name of the podcast again, just for the audience?
0: Yeah.
2: Relatively it. damaged. And they can find us at damagedparents.com where the transcripts are. Um, yeah. And I'm Absolutely. On- and she's Our on TikTok, Facebook, Facebook
0: yep. Instagram. Look up damaged parents online and you'll find Angela. (laughs) But that's great. No, absolutely. And so, yes, definitely look up. You guys, you know, we're going to drop the links in the description for you. Don't worry. We'll have all the links for Angela and you can find her online and go hook up with her. If this is something that you'd love to be on her podcast, if you got something going on and you want to have a conversation, I absolutely recommend her to you as well. So thank you so much, Angela, for being with us today. We love you.
2: Love you, too.
1: Have a great day. Talk to you soon.
2: Yeah.
1: Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Peace out. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, that was, uh, that was awesome. That, that went a totally different direction. Yeah, like and, you said, and it was, it
0: went the right direction. Yeah. Well, meant. absolutely. Oh man. That was that. I mean, I'm going to be thinking about this for a week uh, or and longer. I mean, really there's certain conversations that change you forever and this has changed me forever. I and mean, that sounds yeah, dramatic, but, but it's totally not true. I mean that it, it's,
1: but yeah. we've had a few of these conversations yeah. lately that our guests have really just, just uh, landed, just
0: hit just, the nail on
1: the head. Oh my gosh. I know you can't, can't even talk. We're out, like, Whoa. but just so many things that mean so much to us. Yeah. Um, and that we can learn from and we could take part of, and then things that we find ourselves doing mm-hmm. and that the truth is we are talking Deeply about judgment today. Deeply. And I think really that's something that really needed to be brought to the forefront Mm -hmm. because we all do it. We all do it in some way. And you might be the type of person, I don't judge anybody. Okay. But how much do you judge yourself?
0: But I was going to say, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about judging you and projecting that onto other people. And the thing is, is that when we're going through some kind of major health crisis or challenge or chronic, especially chronic health, we really put a lot on ourselves in judgment, really, really. And, and so I love what she was saying about that because that's really a big part. This, this is funny that we went in this direction today because I don't think even all, we realized how big a part that is. This is of the health journey of going through things with our own health and going through things, especially when you're facing something like mortality, when it's a real serious thing, uh, really. And this is so so this is so good because you can really mentally and emotionally heal. Through this discussion, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I I already have. I mean, I I'm I'm going to take this. I think
1: we we've discussed this a little bit about you know my journey on our other show. But you know when I when I first was really trying to get over my bypass surgery and things like that and how people were treating me, but a lot of that was born off of how I saw the world. Now I I thought everybody was either seeing me a certain way or trying to uh dictate my life and uh, and therefore it led for me it led me to pushing a lot of people away mm-hmm. and closing down and that's taken to the taking it to the extreme there yeah okay i'll admit there were some relationships i had to stop yeah but there were c- certain relationships that i put my own judgment to that weren't really the truth it wasn't really the truth, damaged those relationships. Mm-hmm. So, the whole idea of today, I think, is what are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. Are they true? And what, if they are true, what can you do about it? There may be on things, your side, there may yeah. be things that you have no control over what people do or people say, but right. what can I do? And if I can do something, how can I do it in a way that I can? move past and move and heal on and yeah. heal from it. Right? Absolutely.
0: So this is, this, it's you know, I, I want to continue this conversation in the comments, man, if you have a response or if you have, um, it, you know, an, an an interaction that you've had that's brought this up for you. Please share that in the comments. I'd love to see your opinions, your experiences, your stories. Uh, Absolutely. And then, you know, of course, Angela will jump into those conversations as well um, because she's online too. But, you know, this is something that I think we can continue having this conversation because it's so, it's
1: so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So remember next week, we, we are taking a break next week. Um, we, we're going to
0: be on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to be here for our show, but what we are here for, starting on Monday is our, if you haven't heard about it yet, and we've been talking about it. You have today and tomorrow to sign up for this. So EliteNinjaAcademy.com, our 21-day challenge. If there's something that you want to do for your health, if you want to dive into getting your nutrition right, getting your fitness right, making some changes and having all the accountability and support you could ever need in, in, a, in a group of people that are doing this alongside you, please jump into uh, this challenge because it is definitely something that's going to start moving your life in that direction. We're also going to have all kinds of tracking and different things for, to support you to make sure you stay on track and that you can do this because you can do this
1: and throughout the challenge we're going to be going live we're going to be doing this challenge with you yes this isn't something that we just created and letting you do it all right we're not stepping back and letting you do it we are going to be involved and doing it with you alongside you right so i I, am really looking forward to this challenge uh just putting things together like i said i said this yesterday just putting things together i've seen changes in within myself adjustments that i have had to make uh, and and just really focusing in on creating on, better health. Yeah. And creating better yeah. health. Exactly. So absolutely.
0: So we would love to see you there. Make sure you get signed up today. Um, it is $97 for 21 days. And so you can't beat that. It's absolutely all your nutrition, fitness, wellness, and uh, we'll even be talking about some stress management. So you know what? You can't lose well, you can lose weight. <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We thank you so much for your support. Again, if you want to be a sponsor of this show, make sure you head over to com and sponsor us at whatever level works for you. We greatly appreciate your support so that we can continue this show, bringing you great content and amazing guests so that you can get healthier.
1: All right, guys, have a great weekend and we will see you on the other side. Take care. Bye.